Welcome to VegHead Speaks, the podcast about everything plant-based diet. Hi, I'm your host, Robin Wong, and I am starting a podcast. This is my first, um, first one out, and I'm going to start at ground zero, basically, on how I became plant-based, um, how I adopted that style of eating, and sort of the trials and tribulations of that and sort of my journey in the hopes that uh, by doing so, those of you listening who are sort of curious about plant-based diets and sort of don't know where to start, that I can share with you what I've learned, uh, kind of the ups and downs of the process, and then also share with you the benefits I have found uh, personally um, by eating uh, this way. And... You know, you can read a lot of stuff on the internet, and I'm just contributing to that body of knowledge. It's sort of my experience that I think, you know, sometimes is very valuable for people to find out that it's like, oh, is some of this stuff normal, or how do you find uh, certain products, or how do you handle certain questions, how do you handle eating out? Uh, why does everybody ask you, where do you get your protein? So sort of those those issues that if you haven't started on this journey, you don't know what I'm talking about. If you've been dabbling with plant-based diets, you kind of are you kind of nodding your head saying, "Yeah, I know what you're talking about." People become way more interested in what I'm eating now that I've changed my diet to before when I was eating uh, another way, which is really a fascinating um uh manifestation of of, <laughs> of eating a new way. But anyway, I I'll start out a little bit about how, telling you how I got to where I am and a little bit about me. I um, I grew up on a farm, and I come from a large family um, of seven. In fact, my uh, five sisters and I have another podcast going on. I'll do a little plug. For, it's called Ellen's Girls, and also on Anchor, and that is sort of just chronicling, chrono, chronicling our our lives uh, about, you know, just our take on stuff. A lot of bantering goes on there. Um, but I originally wanted to talk about nutrition, and it just didn't really work out that way with the, the um, six of us. So I decided that I wanted to dedicate a podcast strictly to plant-based uh, eating, and that's what led me to VegHead Speaks. And VegHead um, kind of comes out of, you know, you eat a lot of vegetables, and then the whole speaking part of it, obviously, is a podcast, but years ago, I read to my children a book. Uh, I, I loved reading to them. I have four children who are grown, um, called Martha Speaks, and it was about this, this dog that eats vegetable soup and then is able to speak, and I just, it was really a clever idea, and I can still picture the book, and so I kind of feel like Martha, the dog, I have all this knowledge and experience in my brain and it's rumbling around in there and I just have to get it out and share it Uh, because I know so many people I speak to when I tell them I'm plant-based don't know what it is or kind of have an inkling they've heard the term or kind of are having health issues and are trying to eat healthier and their doctor may have presented it to them but they really don't know where to start. So that is what I would like to do is help you um, start and maybe cut off part of the learning curve I had um, in struggling with changing my diet. 
So, um, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. Growing up, we uh, ate a pretty good diet out of necessity just because of cost. Uh, my mother cooked a lot of beans and rice, and uh, we did eat meat. We usually raised our animals and um, butchered them and had fresh meat. So I guess it was truly the organic, uh, pen-fed uh, meat that people strive to eat now. And actually, when I got out on my own and had to buy meat, it never quite tasted the same to me. So honestly, giving up meat was not a huge um, issue for me in fact, in the fact that I loved eating it. I ate it and it tasted good for the most part, but I didn't have, a, you know, I didn't crave it like many people do. And so I think some of our early tastes were developed in like, I do like eating beans and I like peanut butter and I like lots of vegetables. My mother um, would, you know, through other farmers or whatever, would get really big lug boxes of fruit in the summer when it was in season. And we'd gorge ourselves on that and, and uh, always had a salad and always cooked vegetables. Um, she was not a very, my mother was not a very good cook. But um, she cooked very basic foods, and so you actually tasted the food, so not a lot of butter and, and stuff that kind of masks the taste. Taste. So that's sort of where I, I, I come from, and I think maybe influences a little bit the ease of the transition for me. Um, and then how I got to be plant-based, I... Uh, my husband and I have always been interested in nutrition. We, we're uh, very sports-minded and, and like to get out and do sports and athletics and uh, really big into water skiing and such and and scuba diving and various other things. And he, my husband's father had a heart disease and actually had open-heart surgery. So from a, a very uh, early time, he knew that that was a possibility in his in his genes and recognized that a lot of it was uh, based on you know or a cause of diet and so we early on followed a um, an advocate for low fat and low meat eating by a, a person named Nathan Pritikin and we were you know heavy into that and then as we started having children became harder to follow uh, that that lifestyle because I, as a mother, I was told you need milk and you need protein and you need all these things for your children to grow healthy. And I just didn't know as much as I know now. And so I deferred to what the doctors were telling me. And so I was feeding my children those things that, you know, maybe they needed, maybe they didn't. But um, I, at this point in my life now, I realize that I, I don't really believe they need to drink milk. Um, they can get their calcium from other sources. But um, it is what it is. That's how I, I raised them. Uh, I was never a big milk drinker myself, so my kids didn't drink a lot of milk. Um, but, uh, was, of course, they had a lot of fruits and vegetables, so they grew up very healthy and don't have any um, deficiencies. And In fact, you'll, you'll notice um, that if you look around our population in the U.S., which is where I am, I'm in California, we don't have a lot of nutritional deficiencies that you see in other countries. Um, one of our biggest issues is overnutrition, where we have too much food, um, too many calories, and, and um, 
one of the issues now is people can have too much nutrition but yet still be malnourished because they're eating high calorie foods that don't necessarily have um, a lot of nutrients and vitamins. But that's kind of for a topic down the road. Uh, it gets a little heavier. So I wanted to keep it just sort of pretty basic this first time out. And um, so yeah, we, my husband and I were eating sort of healthy. Um, our diets took on a little more Western flair as our children came in and we, they entered school and were introduced to you know, fast food and candy and <clears throat> all those other things <clears throat> that made it difficult to monitor when they're away from the home. But still, I cooked dinner, I cooked, made their lunches, I did as much as I could. But it was really in uh, 2011 when uh, I was gifted a book uh, called The China Study from my husband. He gave me a book for Christmas, and I read it. And the book is by uh, Dr. Colin uh, Campbell, uh, T. Colin Campbell. And it really laid out some of the research that has been found about... Um, the unhealthiness of eating animal protein. And when I read that book, I really realized that, you know, moderation's okay, but what people choose is moderate, what they choose is moderate is what they want to eat. It's not like you, you know there's this, a moderation is you eat one steak a week. It's, it's kind of how, it's self-regulated, if you, you get what I'm trying to say. And so the term moderation is really just a license for people to eat, you know, uh, what they want of certain things. And I just really felt like it was um, eating no animal protein was a healthier choice. So I basically cleaned out our pantry. I prepared a plant-based meal for dinner that night. And our children sat down and my husband sat down. And I said, oh, by the way, kids and husband... Uh, we're going to uh, go plant-based. And they're like, well, what is that? And I said, well, it's sort of like being vegan. And, you know, I think it's healthier. And, and I kind of presented it to them like, oh, we're doing an experiment. And, and they were a little up in arms over it, but the food was good. And off we went, basically. So that leads me to what plant-based is. Um, it is very similar to vegan. I think it's kind of, I call it being vegan with a twist, uh, and that twist is that uh, plant-based eaters choose more whole foods and um, less oils, and often their motivations to be plant-based is um, being more uh, grounded in health rather than animal welfare. Now, I... I love animals and I particularly don't want to eat them, especially now that I don't. I, I don't have any desire to go back and eat them, but that's not what motivated me to change. My motivation was um, to cut out animal protein uh, for health reasons. And you'll, if you talk to many plant-based people, they have various reasons of why they're plant-based. It could be animal welfare, it could be the health of the environment, because we know that growing all those animals and all the food for those animals takes its toll on our um, our Mother Earth. But so that's kind of for me is a benefit of being plant based. It, I did it for health, but then oh yeah, and by the way, it's better for the environment. It's better for the animals, um, which I I embrace. 
but when I initially started, it was strictly just um, I wanted to have better health and um, felt like eating less animal protein was the way to do it. So that's what we did. We started, and it was a pretty steep learning curve. Uh, I had to go back and start reading labels on everything, find new recipes. Uh, the biggest challenge I had was at the time my uh, sons were uh, teenage, they're high school age, and, and my older daughter was um, out of high school, and my younger daughter was like in middle school, but I make their lunches every day, and um, they were athletes. So they ate a lot of calories, and they're growing, so they eat a lot of calories. So the initial transition, and I'll have my kids on at some point as guests to, to explain to you what it was like for them, but they were, you know, they didn't feel real great. They were hungry, and they were um, a little shaky, and, and, and what I realized, it was my mistake. I wasn't feeding them enough. And so when I upped their, you know, I gave them, a, you get to eat a larger volume of food. And if you're a foodie, that's really good news is you get to eat all the time when you eat plant-based. Um, and so when we realized that you get to eat more frequently and eat more of it, and uh, it, it all kind of got ironed out. And so, of course, then they would come home from school and people would find out what they were doing and think that I was a bad mother because I'm neglecting them and 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 sentencing them to eating uh, no meat and uh, yeah it was a constant challenge and discussion uh, at first about why we're doing it and um, and then of course as they got to old enough to drive they're sort of out of my control right so occasionally I'd find contraband in the garbage can of where they had stopped and you know, had chipotle or, or uh, something, you know, something other fast food, and uh, which is fine. So um, that's another topic in the sense that, you know, one meal is not going to make, make or break your health. It's a pattern. It's what you eat over a period of time, and if you overall eat well, your health still benefits. So, um, yeah, the learning curve was tough. We had new routines, and new recipes, like I said, and, you know, the challenges of just finding foods they liked and were filling and weren't repetitive. Um, I started scouring just different websites, and um, there were fewer. There's a lot more now, uh, eight years later. Uh, there were fewer then and a lot less um, products on the market then that made it easy, but um, now it's it's pretty easy to be plant-based and even restaurants are catching on and it's an up-and-coming movement people want to be healthy they want to have their health to go out and do the things they want to do and and if we can get more people to eat that way I think our society would be healthier our health costs would be lower and but more importantly people just have um, you can have more active lives and not be sick that's really what it's kind of about. So, uh, and that's sort of the benefits of plant-based diets. Um, you know, typically, um, you know, if you have heart issues, or even if you're young and you think you'll never have heart issues, typically a, a large percentage of the population starts having um, cardiovascular disease, and a plant-based diet can definitely address that, as well as issues with diabetes and um, 
you know, colon cancer, because if you're eating more fiber, you have a, a better colon and your whole microbiome is healthier and all those things um, that I'm sure you hear and recognize those buzzwords of, um, you know, but it, it's, um, it's just the, the benefits are really endless. Uh, personally, my benefits were I was having a lot of back pain that I couldn't figure out why, and so I, I attributed it to a lot of inflammation and um, just was tired a lot. And when I made the transition, uh, I was, you know, my back pain subsided and my energy increased, and uh, I just, I, I can't explain to you how much better I felt um, eating this way. And for my husband, it's kind of ironic about the same time he, right prior to doing this, we were just starting when he had happened to go to the doctor and was diagnosed as being diabetic. So we continued on the path. Um, he was definitely on board and he's been able to manage his diabetes without any medicine. It's been strictly through diet. So um, that's been a benefit for him. Now our children... Of the four, uh, uh, my oldest, Alexis, she's a, uh, my daughter, she's still plant-based. And in the middle, I have my two sons, Dylan and Ross. I call them opportunists. So they'll eat meat when they have the opportunity or they're cooking for themselves. They're out on their own now. Um, but when they come home, they eat the way I eat. Um, we eat no problem, and they seem to enjoy the food. It's just learning how to cook it, and I, it takes a little bit more time, I think, maybe, than they're willing to give. And then our youngest, Meredith, she's uh, plant-based and away at college, and finding it being challenging living in the dorms uh, and being limited to what uh, is available to them. She's been able to do it, uh, just the menu's very limited, and it's definitely oilier than, you know, more oil is used in the cooking than she's used to eating. So that's the one plug I have to make for cooking your own food is you're able to cook it the way you like it and with the ingredients you like. And so it's really hard for me to eat out and enjoy it because I like how I cook. It's cook I cook to my taste. And so um, and I don't cook with oil. So I, I, it's really hard to eat out because most restaurants use oil. And even vegan restaurants um, use the fake cheese and the faux meats and all those things that are, are, I consider them processed, and for many they taste good. For me, they just kind of taste oily and salty, uh, so I don't necessarily enjoy them. But, you know, for many people making the transition, uh, that's one way they're able to do it because they really want it, they miss the meat or they miss the cheese. I don't find the substitutes especially good. Um, but for others, it, it may be a good transition way. The, the downfall is they are processed and they are expensive. So people go, oh, eating healthy is really expensive. Well, if you're buying all the processed stuff, yeah, it, it runs a little pricier. If you're just buying vegetables and fruit, potatoes, um, you know, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's really, you can buy a whole big bag of potatoes for, you know, five bucks or something I don't know but and you get a lot of meals out of it and potatoes are super good for you and very filling and one of our favorite things to do is I microwave them a bunch of them put them in the refrigerator and then we throw them in lunches we eat them like you would an apple really or you can be more fancy and 
heat them up and put salsa on them or, you know, some beans or something, um, vegetables. So there's a zillion ways to do it. Um, so I'll be sharing with you some of my ways and um, look forward to your feedback and questions because that'll help me direct, um, you know, and focus some of my experiences to what you want to hear. Um, so I also want to talk to you about when I say diet, plant-based diet, I use the word diet not as a restrictive, you have, you know, diet in the sense of losing weight. I talk about diet in the sense that it's the food you eat. It encompasses all these different foods and you eat them in abundance. Um, and that was a distinction I, I learned when I started my uh, master's degree in dietetics and so that's where I am now. After I, I got to say, when I after I finished reading this book and becoming really interested in uh, plant-based diets, I had already been wanting to uh, study nutrition. I'd gone back to school and um, to learn French actually, and then took a nutrition class and and found my calling, so to speak, and was dabbling with that a little bit. But then really wholeheartedly decided I want to become a registered dietitian and started taking on my prereqs. My undergrad degree was in communications and business, so I had to go back and take a whole bunch of science and chemistry and math to um, get on this road to become a registered dietitian. So where I am with that now is I'm currently commuting up to Chico, which is about a two-hour drive. Um, I do that four to five times a week, and um, so it's definitely a commitment for me. And I'm in a master's program up, up there that's combined with, um, and I'll be getting my uh, nutri- uh, master's in nutritional science as well as my registered dietetics um, uh, uh, credential. So I'm two years in. I have another semester of coursework, and then I'll be applying for my internship for uh, my RD. But I, you know, it's been a challenge in the sense that. Um, you know, dietitians learn a different curriculum than I truly believe in. So, you know, they, uh, they're they leaning toward eating more fruits and vegetables, but they're still really tied into consuming milk and meat. And part of that is, that could be various reasons, but I think part of it is that um, our USDA helps set the dietary guidelines and um, they're pretty tied into the dairy, beef, and um, you know poultry uh, uh, industries. So there's a little bit of conflict there. But so it's been a challenge um, to learn all this stuff and only half-hearted believe some of the stuff they're telling me. And I'm learning, but um, it is a credential I need to move on, and uh, I plan on getting it. I just haven't gotten it yet, so. While I can't give you any specific uh, advice as far as um, nutrition goes at this point, I can certainly share with you my experiences of eating a plant-based diet and give you the resources that I use um, that I found really um, helpful and I feel are very valid because you can read a bunch of stuff on the internet that is not necessarily as as truthful or as... um, uh, research-based as some of the stuff that, I mean, some of the um, websites that I I frequent. 
that I will share with you later. Um, so that that was how I wanted to say it, the meaning of diet. Um, that you know the plant-based uh, way of eating is certainly uh, a diet in some people's uh, you know ideas of it because they feel you do restrict your foods. But I argue that the things they say I'm restricting, I don't consider as food. So you have to shift your paradigm that, you know, um, meat and cheese and fish, uh, those things aren't food items for me. I don't even consider them as food items. So why would I eat them? Um, and so therefore, I don't uh, think I'm restricting my diet. I have it's actually opened my eyes and taste buds to a whole new uh, way of eating where I've tried more vegetables that I wouldn't normally try and new combinations I wouldn't normally try putting foods together. And so I, it's been, um, instead of restricting, it's been really, uh, uh, I've flourished almost. I have found it really um, enlightening in a way. And I feel like I enjoy my food way more than I ever did because I cook more with spices and fresh stuff and you actually taste the food. If you're not smothering it in butter and oil and, you know, cream and cheese, you actually taste the vegetables and you taste the fruit and you taste the beans and the fresh um, uh, grains, you know, the, the whole grains. So... I just, it's like, wow, everything tastes different, whereas before, everything tasted kind of the same, just, you know, because you couldn't actually taste the flavors. To me, that's my experience. Um, and uh, some of the things I've learned in uh, in school in, in on this endeavor to get my uh, credential and my master's degree is there's a way of eating, uh, in fact, we teach this uh, non-diet approach, and it's, and I, I, I am embracing it because I think, I think diets cause more problems than they do help, and um, it's almost like as soon as you restrict something, somebody wants it more, so the beauty of a plant-based diet is you can eat so much of these other things and eat meat, meat, and and it's okay because they're they're lower calorie and you know um, weight balance is often calories in calories out you'll hear that a lot but so much more goes into it than that um, I think people need to be more mindful about what they eat and why they're eating and so that brings you to this whole new um, buzzword of intuitive eating and intuitive eating is basically being mindful they're kind of the same in that you're paying attention. You're not eating in front of the television and just stuffing your, you know, the food in. You're actually tasting it and experiencing it and enjoying it. Uh, eating should be a pleasurable experience. And um, long through history, sharing a meal is just a very human thing to do. And we all eat, so everyone's an expert in it. And, you know, what works for you may not work for me and vice versa. So I really want to encourage my listeners to find your path, you know, find what you like and what works for you and what makes you feel good. Now, if you've been eating um, the typical Western diet, uh, you, you may not know what feeling good really feels like yet um, in the sense that you feel okay, but 
and you don't have maybe you don't have health problems yet and you know you're this is the way you've always felt but I challenge you to change and try it and just see um, if changing your diet can make you actually feel better and have more energy and just I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and um, one way to do that uh, with some support and I've seen many people do this um, I was working with a professor over at a local college that she's plant-based and she encourages her students to take on a challenge and um, in so doing it's they go to this this website called PCRM it's Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine and um, Neil Barnard is the overseer of it. They're a very strong lobbying group for the plant-based um, movement. And they offer a program called the 21-Day Kickstart, which I think is super great. Um, they give you support for 21 days. As we know, it takes 21 days to change, to change a hat, to create a new habit. And... Um, they offer, you know, you support online, they send you recipes, they send you, um, uh, you know, meal plans, all these tools that you could use. They have videos of celebrities talking about plant-based diets and how it's helped them. And so it's a really good resource to use if you're struggling with finding recipes. Um, and just, you know, through their website as well, you can find other plant-based websites and you have to really look hard and find whose voice works for you. Um, you know, reading the China study is not for everybody. It's a pretty dense book. Um, those same author, the author of that book, as well as some of the other leaders in the plant-based um, world, you have uh, Dr. Esselstein. His son has done uh, also. Um, you know, as a triathlete, and he also has his own spinoff of it. Um, and you have John uh, McDougal, Dr. John McDougal. He runs a program, as well as Dr. Greger. He has a podcast, as well as, a, um, you know, he looks at all the research. He's got a pretty good, he's a good resource if you're looking for research. Um, so there's many, and some of them you'll like better than others. And I it, it is it does take time, and so I will give you a, an overview and support you in, in finding your way. And I'll, I I want this for you if you're listening to me. I I want you to find better health, and um, I want to share my way and my knowledge so that you can achieve that. And but I but it does take some time. There's not a quick fix. So I, I don't want to discourage you in that sense. Rather, I want to encourage you by saying even small changes help. So if you are cutting down your meat just a few times a week, that's awesome. That's awesome. If you're sitting down at the table with the TV off and you're eating more vegetables than you did before, that's a step in the right direction. And, um, you know, some of the research has shown that it's more about eating more of the good stuff, like eating more fruits and vegetables and whole grains, and not worrying so much about cutting meat out. So as you start eating more of those foods, 
Like if you're looking at a picture, looking at a plate, if you fill up three quarters of your plate with whole grains and, um, you know, let's say you have some quinoa or some brown rice, and then you have your broccoli and carrots or whatever the vegetable is you like, and maybe you have some sliced oranges, um, and then you have a small piece of meat, that plate probably looks vastly different than how you used to eat. If you used to have a big hunk of meat with maybe um, a potato loaded with sour cream and maybe a green salad out of, you know, just some lettuce, you know, it's that, that shift will, you know, help you. It will, you know, start your health down a healthier path. Um, so if you need to start that way, that's, that's, you know, your way. That's okay. How you do it is fine. Everyone has their own path. And I just encourage you to every day be the best version of you. And I want to help you get to that best version it's going to look different than your neighbors or different than mine, and that's okay. Um, and so I want to meet you where you are with that, and um, you know, just support you on that on that road. So, with that said, I want to go ahead and end this introduction podcast, and I want to encourage you. You can go to my Facebook page, uh, Veg Head Speaks, V is in Victor, E G H E A D Speaks. Um, I have a Facebook page. I also have an um, email address, vegheadspeaks at gmail.com, as well as an Instagram page um, if you want to look at some of the food that I'm cooking um, so just see what it looks like. Some of it might look foreign to you, but I assure you, I wish you could smell and taste it because it's, it, it's super great. And like I said, I, now when I eat out, everything's way too salty. Everything has way too much salt, sugar, and fat in it for me to really enjoy the foods when I eat out. But um, So I welcome you as my listeners. I encourage you to share me with your friends. And on, on Anchor, you can also leave me a, a voice message if you have a specific question or comment of a topic you would like me to address. Um, and look for me. I will be posting something uh, once a week, and I will um, choose the topics of my choosing until someone says they want to listen to something else or you know hear about something else. So again, thank you for joining me, and I'll sign off now. Goodbye. <laughs>